Welcome to Atheist Talk and KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Good morning to all of you joining us locally by radio and streaming online. We appreciate you tuning in. Today is Sunday, August 12th, 2018. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in studio today with Jordan Bright and Julie Love. In a recent speech, United States Attorney General Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions made the following statement, quote, a dangerous movement undetected by many, is now challenging and eroding our great tradition of religious freedom. This idea is the impetus behind the newly proposed Religious Liberty Task Force. Because of the nature of this conversation, I want to start the show by reminding listeners that all views and opinions expressed here on Atheist Talk are the views and opinions of the guests and hosts, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Minnesota Atheists. If you are a member of Minnesota Atheists, or anyone else for that matter, and find yourself disagreeing with anything we are saying today, we encourage listener interaction with your phone calls to 952-946-6205, your emails to radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at Atheist Talk, or send us a message over at facebook.com slash Atheist Talk. Jordan, Julie, thank you both for joining me in studio today, as we do our best to oppress the Christian minority with our godlessness. <laughs> So I want to start. I want to I want to read that quote again. Uh, a dangerous movement, undetected by many, is now challenging and eroding our great tradition of religious freedom. As a as a queer atheist woman, I first took that as a direct uh, comment relating to people advocating equality for those who identify like I do, somewhere in the LGBTQIA spectrum. But do you two think Sessions and this administration had a broader scope than that? Do you think he was just talking about the push for equality? Um, I, I mean, he, surely he's, if he did, he's not going to admit it. But it's like I, I think that he wants to um, kind of push the boundaries of what people of faith are um, allowed to do, both you know in public and legally too. So I, as far as just like you know practicing your faith in public, that, that, you can already do that. Yeah, so he, he's. I think he's just gonna, he's trying to push it a little further. It's just the first part of it. Definitely, I there because we already have the right to do whatever we want. There has to be an ulterior motive in this, um, especially coming from that right wing um, branch of our government. Well, and Julie, you are. Um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this at some point in another episode or whatever, but like you are a Christian, um, but who has a rather unique kind of view of Christianity that um, I don't think is shared by Mr. Sessions. Uh, so, sure, but it's not. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like like your freedom of, of religion or is being Im- imposed upon? That's a good question that I wasn't exactly prepared for. All right. Um, think about it. I will think about that. Because I'm thinking, I, I mean, Jordan, you're an atheist. Yes. Uh, I'm an atheist, but I'm also religious. Okay. I'm a member of the Satanic Temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I have religious freedoms. <laughs> you do. And uh, to be honest, there are times when I do feel like my religious freedoms are imposed upon. By people like Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Sessions. <laughs> like, if I wanted to put up a, say, we wanted to put up, I don't know, some kind of satanic monument in, like, a Belle Plaine Veterans Center that already had a Christian one. Well, that was oddly specific, but I, th- I still were you getting that there. 
So you're not, not implying anything, are you? <laughs> I just, I get like, outside of that, you know, limited, I, it's like, I don't feel like as an atheist, any freedoms of religious belief or not that atheism is a religion. Don't want to go down that road. Yeah. It, no, we're not, we're not going <laughs> to slippery slope. Yeah. But like, I don't feel like my religious liberties are being infringed upon right. like on a day-to-day basis when I go to order a cake. Right. It, it, it's, I actually had a thought after um, you asked me the first question, but I, th- I think he was more pushing for, you know, he wants it to be, you know, um, more acceptable in government jobs and in school. I think specifically schools also, because that seems to be getting a bigger push these days. You know, I mean, they're asking, it's like whether or not you can pray in schools. You can, but you cannot be, the school can't require it. Right. So I, I think that's kind of what they're going for also. I guess in thinking about your question, I do feel like maybe I might actually fall into this category of I might be one that he's targeting Mm. because I'm not the fundamental Christian. I'm the Christian who happens to believe that it's just all about getting along and loving each other. That's the basis of my religion, and love doesn't discriminate and love doesn't hate. Love wouldn't propose. You're not going to read all of this. The this kind of no. I'm not. I, <laughs> do you remember it all? I don't. <laughs> I don't have um, to. You know, it just doesn't um, jive with what the sessions is trying to do here, and that's to turn us into a fundamental nation of haters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, it, it seems like in his mind, you are allowed to practice whatever you can, as long as you're a straight, white, Christian male. Yeah, and then, and even then, I feel like almost like it's okay if you're, if you're not, but understand that, like, we have the right to discriminate against you for not, because it's, right. our, because it's our religious belief yes. that you're less, that, or you're not worthy. It's our belief that you are not equal to us. Right. So, and therefore it's like, well, we now we're going to put some boundaries on you now. So, stuff that you can't do. Yeah, I think um back it's probably been like 10 years now, maybe longer, maybe a titch less where Muslim cab drivers were refusing to carry passengers that had alcohol from the airport. Mm-hmm. And there was a big upcry about how you know, you can't do that. That's a violation of our rights. You know, don't impose your religious law on us. Well, this do this actually just happened in Dubai. You're, oh, I thought I, I thought I heard a story about that. Yeah, I just read it yesterday. There was a woman that she she was given a complimentary alcoholic beverage on the plane, and she arrived in Dubai, and they found out she had alcohol, and they I don't know what happened. She got detained, and she was held in a she was in a holding room for quite a while actually because she came into the country with a some sort of blood alcohol level yeah and i I think she was british yeah Yeah. or she was swedish living in england okay what it was she had her four-year-old daughter with her too yeah i saw a blurb about how she was happy to be free but that it had cost her like tens of thousands of i thought i I said dollars but it might have been pounds i'm not sure it was in euros i think yeah 30,000 euros in legal fees and whatnot and I think the euro is kind of equivalent to the dollar right now, if not better. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> so I, I can't. I, I'm not. It's sure a lot offhand. of money. It's it's not thirty thousand of of like some rupees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that where we're headed with this Christian religious fundamentalist? Let's I, take a look at Christianity through the ages. Are we not going to be allowed to drink and dance anymore? Oh gosh. 
like I, I guess I, when I see this, when I when I see this things like this religious liberty task force and the kind of religious push that Sessions is in his ilk are going for, I don't see a difference between this and the theocracy of any other kind. Like I think it's I think it would be a false equivalency to say that what Sessions is promoting is the same as like Sharia law it, or like in a, like a Saudi Arabian or Dubai theocracy. Cause I yeah. don't think it's quite there, I, but it's no, it's, it's not, but it'd be like the, it's basically our version of Sharia law. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Like you said, it's not quite there, but I, it's going to, they're going to start pushing for that. Yeah. And I don't view that as a slippery slope argument because it's, it's, it is a logical consist because it's a sharp departure from how, at least how I interpret the Bill of Rights and, right. and the extent of freedom of religion and and separation of church and government, like this is a, a sharp a sharp change <laughs> from what I what I grew up learning about. And I loved the Constitution as a kid. I oh anyway, fifth grade me would just be astounded. <laughs> <laughs> you can still love the Constitution. It's just one's interpretation of it that I think is um, lacking. It's almost like the Constitution and religious documents have some things in common there. Oh, wow. You wonder why? <laughs> Thomas Jefferson would be shocked. Yes, definitely. So, in thinking about this, like, do we see, like, hope? Like, is this something where do you think that there, there is, like, enough people getting upset about this that we can maybe stop it from happening or prevent it from happening? Or I guess, where do you see us in two years? I think there's a lot of people that want that. I'm sure there's a lot of people that want it to stop, but there's, there's wanting it to stop than actually having to do something to stop it. So, and they think that's my, that might be where people kind of, I don't know. It sounds like a good idea, but now it's like, Oh, we actually have to do something about it now. And then all of a sudden it'll, It'll happen, and it's like, oh, crap, now what? When you say it sounds like a good idea, do you mean like you're referring to stopping it? Yes. Not, oh, not yeah, sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> I, didn't want, I didn't want to be speaking. Yeah, this whole religious freedom thing, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. It does sound great. Everybody yeah. should have religious freedom. Yes. I think I agree. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be afraid that if they do speak out, then they're going to be categorized as to liberal, which seems to be a bad thing as well. Like, it's okay to say that I'm all for that, but if my um, soccer mom friends find out that I've actually done something about it, I'm going to be disowned in my mm -hmm. clique. Yeah, exactly. I, it, it, you know, I'll, maybe you're, I don't know if you can go, well, you can't really go this far, but, you know, people that you work with, too. Um, you know, it's like, oh, you were at the, maybe there was a rally held. It's like, you were at that rally. It's like, what were you doing there? It's like, oh, okay, now, ugh. Yeah, no, I can see that. I've got, so. thankfully, most of the people I work with are in a, I don't know, not liberal setting, but not, they, they wouldn't care. Like, I could show up yeah. and be super conservative or show up and be super liberal, and, and they wouldn't care at all. Um, all right, well, we are going to take a commercial break, so please stay with us for the break, and we'll return to discuss how atheists are oppressing Christians. Uh, you're listening to AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome back to 
950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. You're tuned into Atheist Talk. I'm your host, Maddie Love, in studio with Jordan Bright and Julie Love. Before we get back to the show, I want to remind everyone listening live that immediately following this program, you can listen to American Atheist Viewpoint, an official production from American Atheists. If you miss an episode live, you can always catch American Atheist Viewpoint by subscribing to the podcast version in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. If you're interested in getting involved with the conversation we're having today, the phone number is 952-946-6205. If you're a Christian and want to tell us how wrong we are, we would actually, honestly, love to take your call. If you'd rather, you can email us at radio at mnatheist.org, tweet us at Atheist Talk, or leave a comment on the Facebook post for this episode over at Atheist, or I'm sorry, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Atheist Talk. Um, you know, we were talking in the break about almost how, like, hey, I thought we would fill an entire episode with this. And it's like, wow, did we already solve this problem? Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, my gosh, that is scary how simple this actually is. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Julie, you had brought up something about employers. I mean, it got me thinking, like, you know, we both work for the same unnamed Catholic hospital that <laughs> will remain unnamed, but it's part of a large uh, health network. And yet, I have never even, I've never been Catholic. Neither have I. And we're, I have. You have. Oh. I was raised Catholic, so. I'm do, sorry. Do you feel guilty about that? <laughs> um, honestly, when I was being brought up, I went to religious ed classes every Wednesday just because I had to. Um, it, I, I, I mostly didn't really pay attention. It was boring for me, honestly. You know, we sit in, sit in church for an hour every weekend. It's like, this is, this is dumb. I just, I just don't like this. I'm not getting anything, getting anything out of it. That's so. sad. Cause when we were going to church together, I, I always felt like I was getting something out. Well, okay, that's that's a stretch. I frequently felt <laughs> like I was getting something out of it. And, and well, now that now that I think of it, um, we actually had for our. I went to a public school, and um, they actually had. It was Wednesday nights. They had Wednesday nights set aside, no sports practices or anything, mm-hmm. because the um, the Catholic school, two blocks away, they had their, that was the night for religious education classes. And looking back, I was like, I don't think they should have done that, but yeah. all right. So and it, it was the, just the one night a week that I, I dreaded. It's like, oh, crap. And, and the teacher we had, she was not nice at all. So, I mean, she was like, if, if, you, don't, if you don't do all this, you're, you're going to be in a world of hurt when you get older. It's like, ew, okay. Like if you don't do all this Catholic stuff? Yeah. Uh, we were forced to go to, um, well, we, okay, well. Yeah. Very, we weren't forced to, but it was just kind of like um, we we're kind of pushed to go to these uh, retreats. Um, it was like once, yeah, it was once a year. It was a big event too. There were probably a couple thousand um, high school age kids there. I, I it was a nice area. They provided donuts and free lunch, but that was about the only good thing that came out of it. I mean, our teacher came with us, and she told us, she's like, every single one of you is going into that confession tent. So there were a couple of us, uh, the bathrooms were not far away and it was a crowded area. So we tried sneaking around there. So I looked back to see if she could see me. I saw her pointing over to the, towards the confession tent. I was like, all right, I'll go in there. I'll think of something. I don't know. But, <laughs> and how old were you? 
Like teenager? Yeah, this is high school. Oh, okay. So yeah. So I let's got, be fair. I got you probably had things to confess. Yeah, like probably. not not real sins, like you know, but like from the Catholic Church's perspective. Oh yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Yep. And then it all ended when I got confirmed at seventeen. So yay! <laughs> I still have my Bible with my name on it. So did you, Julie, have any instances where, like, you were oppressing? Because I mean, obviously, listening to Jordan's story, you can tell how how the Catholics oh. were being oppressed in that in that part of part of where he lived. Well, you know, unfortunately, I grew up thinking that Catholics were a cult. <laughs> Strangely enough, almost, because I was raised in one of the Baptist faiths, um, probably about the only child in my class of, I think it varied between 9 and 13, that wasn't either Catholic or Lutheran. And in a small town I was raised in, we had the same thing. Wednesday night was church night, but it wasn't for me because, you know, we didn't have to go through all that ritual and all that stuff. So, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess, no. Yeah, <laughs> I never I'm... really had that in, in, you know, it was summer camp and all of that, but you had to have money to go to Bible camp, and I didn't have money to go to Bible camp, so I got to spend my summers at the swimming pool. Our grandson just went to a big, long, week, week-long, like, Bible campy, youth groupy thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have the money to help send him, and he couldn't afford to go, so the yeah. church kicked in and made sure he went, <laughs> and it's like, wow. you know, he had a great yeah. time and all, yeah, but it's like, oh, ick, ick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember gr- growing up, and I'm a, I think I'm just a, like probably like five, ten years older than you are, Jordan. But and living in Burnsville, I'm like I'm, I'm early forties. I'm so. twenty eight. Yeah, so I'm like fifteen years older. Yeah, but like growing up in like Burnsville, you know, we even even in Burnsville, which isn't like a small religious town, right? We still every Wednesday night there was there was no school events. Yep. There was no like sp- like. There was nothing because right. you had church night. Yep. You either had Protestant church night or you had Catholic church night. Yep. But you had church night. By us, by us it was Catholic, Lutheran, and Methodist. So, based on you know, I, and I had classmates that were part of all three. I, I I can't remember the exact details, but I remember some of the Methodist kids telling me about stuff they had to do. It's they seemed like they had more fun than I did. Our, basically, for growing Catholic was just very boring. So it, I have no really good memories of it. So, well, and uh, our fantastic sound engineer uh, Sam, he's he's laughing. He's like, my school at church night on Wednesday nights too. And well, Minneapolis is kind of a small religious town. I mean, if you think about it, like, right? Yeah, he's not answering. No. <laughs> I don't think he has his microphone turned on, which is weird. Yeah, no, yeah, I I also went to a Catholic school, too, so it makes oh. sense that they... But it, well, I'm not sure what's up with this Wednesday night thing, though. It seems like everyone's got Wednesday night religious day. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do Sunday? So, like, hey, wait, you have one more, one more day? To get, <laughs> it's like halfway during the week, I think. Maybe, like, you go on Sunday, you do all your confession, you do all your praise and worship stuff. Yep. But by Wednesday, you're slipping. You need another hit of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if like Seventh Day Adventists do like Tuesday night, 
Because, you know, they're going from Saturday and you need that Jesus yeah. halfway during the week. I dated one of those and I don't think that was the case. Well, we could ask Daniel. Dan Hansen, yeah. one of the hosts, grew up Seventh-day Adventists, too. We should ask him. All right. We'll do that. <laughs> It'll be right on the top of my list. It's got, it's got me thinking, now, like, okay, if your Sabbath is on this day, assuming you have a Sabbath, like, how long can you go without getting into a church before you start to lose some of your religious credibility? And start to, like, being able to, like, fall into that group that could actually maybe be oppressed. Right. <laughs> it might be one of those things, too, where, you know, if you, if you don't go for, you know, twice a week, then it's like, hey, you haven't been here. Where have you been? And they, then they start coming after you. Well, you it's scheduled like, something on my Wednesday night. You're oppressing me. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to quickly bake a cake for a gay wedding. So we'll return to our discussion with... Jordan and Julie, right after this brief commercial break. This is Maddie Love, and you're listening to Atheist Talk on KTNF AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF. I'm Maddie Love in studio this week with Jordan Bright and Julie Love. Before we continue with our conversation, we need to take a moment to thank our sponsors. All of us at Atheist Talk are asking for your help in keeping secular voices on the public airwaves and in podcast form. Atheist Talk is produced with funding from the Minnesota Atheists and Cucumbers Restaurant in Edina. Please consider visiting our sponsors, and if you do, let them know that you appreciate their support of Atheist Talk. If you'd like to advertise on this program and help keep us on the air, please contact us at radio at mnatheist.org. This radio program is put together by dedicated volunteers and the generous donations of people like you. It is because of listeners like you that we are able to keep Atheist Talk on the radio and in podcast form. This week, we'd like to thank monthly sustaining donors, Cindy and August, and finally, a thank you to all of you who donate each and every episode over on Patreon. If you are able to help with a donation, you can do so over over at our radio fund page or by becoming a patron. Sign up for as little as $1 an episode over at patreon.com slash atheisttalk and listen to all of our extended interviews, discussions with a healthy dose of tomfoolery where the FCC holds no sway. Minnesota Atheists is a 501c3 tax-deductible organization. When we say we couldn't do this show without you, we really do mean it. And we are truly grateful for all of your contributions. Music for Atheist Talk is by composer and member Brent Michael David. All right. Mischief managed. Jordan, Julie, thank you. Sorry, I was looking in in, on the studio and I was like, oh, hey, we got a caller. But apparently they just wanted to talk to Sam and they didn't really want to talk to us. But that's okay. We will will survive, Sam. I was looking for some outside outside conversation on this one, but... Yeah, because I honestly wanted... Oh, it was just somebody for the station. Oh, Oh, that's too bad. Okay. I honestly wanted to talk to... um, I mean, we have Julie in studio, but she's not like the fundy Christian. And I I would love to hear from like a fundamentalist Christian who wanted to, to defend this or from... Nine thirty, they might be at church yet. That's true. Well, they could be driving to church. Like there's 11 o'clock service. There's too. also 8 a.m. So yeah, so I maybe they're know. getting out of church. Somebody call in with your church schedules. Yeah, we'd like to know what your church schedules are. Cause I mean, we're not going to show up there. We're just curious. <laughs> I would even love to hear from... Because I'm sure there are atheists somewhere. Because like we're a pretty diverse bunch. Yes. There are atheists who are very conservative and atheists mm-hmm. who are very libertarian and a- some of the progressive. Like, we run the political gamut, too. I would love to hear somebody, like, defend this who isn't – honestly, just defend it. Because, like, I, I don't understand at all how this is defensible in line with the, the – not even just not – 
not only do I think that it's in li- out of line with the Constitution right. and the Bill of Rights, but I just feel like it's out of line with basic common sense. Right. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I so have. Well, well, we do. It's like, well, we just need to make sure that people can uh, publicly practice their faith. It's like, no, we already got that, Mr. Keebler Elf, but thanks for trying. <laughs> well, you were talking about like earlier school, like, you know, you know, having, they're talking about like, uh, like prayer in school and stuff and right, people trying to get prayer in school and right. I remember one of the jokes was as send long your kid as, to a Catholic school then exactly or a Protestant school or a Muslim yeah. school or a Sikh school or whatever religious school you want your kids yes. to grow up in oh it costs too much money well you that, gotta you got do something there yeah that's just not my problem yeah like <laughs> if they want your kid they'll pay for them yes Called scholarships oh there we go that's a great idea just do it for the love of Jesus yeah, the power exactly. of Christ compels you. <laughs> well, if you believe enough, won't God give you that money? I guess. That depends. Like, is that a secret? Might be. <laughs> Wait, he'll give you money? I actually... Oh, I don't think you can fake belief. Mm. Uh, no, he'll, he'll know. <laughs> One of the jokes I always heard when I was in school was, um, as long as there are tests, there will be prayer in school. Because I think that's legit. Because, like, you know, you pray for uh, yeah, taking the yeah, test. Yeah, like, <laughs> Um, I just, I, you know, I think about it and I just, I keep, keep running up a, 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 this idea of um, Christians being oppressed and this idea that if I can't discriminate against you for whatever reason, then you are oppressing me and you are taking away my liberty because I should have the right to say, you know what? You're the wrong color on the rainbow flag. You're right. Or your skin is the wrong color and you're wearing a turban. And so I'm going to like assume that you're a Muslim even though you're actually a Sikh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just wonder like if, if we were to put this stuff into place, would we actually start to see like Christianity like discriminating against themselves? Like where the line even gets drawn. Right. It's it's like, it's like you say you're a Christian, but you don't have the exact same Christian values that we do. It, yeah, they, yeah, maybe they'll start fighting within themselves. Yeah, because I've seen... That'd be fun to see. And you've seen this too, Julie, where it's like somebody will say, well, I'm a Mormon. And I remember when we were going to church, that would be like, okay, well, they, they're a Mormon, but that's not a Christian. And now, you know, from my standpoint as an atheist and, and as a Satanist, it's like, yeah, you are. You're both Christian. You know how I know? Because you both labeled yourself a Christian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am. I don't. I don't think there's a the no true Scotsman fallacy. Like, if you say you're a Christian, it's a broad term, generally applied. Yeah, it is. The literal meaning from the word is ignored. Well, true, but like, I mean, there's to be lots a Christian, you need to be a follower of. Christ, and I don't think Joseph Smith was Christ, but I think they think that Sam's not in his head in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> he was, um, you know, whatever, divine or something, but if if you believe you are, then then you are. That's just the power of positive thinking. I guess. So yeah, my you, thought is, if you say you are, you are. Was he the one with the seer stones? Yeah. Okay. Did you see the South Park episode? Yes. I'm not a huge South Park fan, but, but that, I love that's, that that's episode. The, that's the only reason I know that. So. <laughs> yes, that I, I'm worried about copyright infringement, but Joseph Smith was a prophet. Dum 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 dum. 
I had that song stuck yeah. in my head for like it was, months. It was the whole thing where it's like only where you know he had the stones and then they got lost and then he got new ones, but you know, but it was different this time. Right. So you know, only I can read them. So you just have to take my word for it. Yeah, he was literally pulling it out of his hat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I totally forgot where. Oh, during the break, we were also talking about, um, you know, the religious oppression of, you know, we, we're joking about, you know, whether or not Christians are really oppressed. <laughs> and obviously, they're not. Right. Um, yeah. But then we were talking about, like, Satanist oppression. And, like, honestly, I really do believe, and I, I joked about this in the first segment, but I really do see, you know, and I think the Satanic Temple, one of their, one of their, the things that they that are positive about them, okay. I honestly think there's a lot of things positive about yeah. them. I could read you the tenets, but I'm not going to. Right? No, I've I've been to one of their public, <laughs> public meetings just because I was I was curious about yeah. it, so I went there. I was like, this isn't so bad. Yeah, and one of the positive things that we do is putting ourselves out there as um, political activism against uh, true religious oppression and true separation of church and government mm-hmm. is to say, no, you need to be include us as well. Right. We are a religion. We are just as equal as you. Yep. Yes, our religion is man-made, human-made, people-made, but then again, so is yours. <laughs> All religions are man-made. Yeah. Well, I, I joke that, and I am not, obviously, speaking in a capacity as a, any kind of representative of the Temple of Satan. Like, right. I do not speak for them. Um, but... And if they want to put up a monument, they can. Like you mentioned before, <laughs> mm-hmm. somewhere a little southwest of the cities, yeah. maybe... A plain monument. Like somewhere in the Jordan area? Something in that <laughs> neighborhood? Am I getting close? I think I so. Think, I think so. It okay. rings a bell. Okay. Huh. <laughs> I just think, you know, like, just like, we need to, you need to include us as well. Like, we so, are. Right. Yeah. If you want to have religious freedom for everybody, then you have to include everybody. Yeah. And I don't think that Beauregard Sessions, I'm sorry, Jeffrey Beauregard Sessions. Um, is that really his middle name? Yes, it is. Isn't that great? I, you said that the first time. I was like, what? Yes. Named after a uh, U.S. Confederate, or not U.S., you can't be U.S. Confederate. <laughs> <laughs> after a Confederate general in the Civil War. Didn't he, like, what didn't he start the shelling of. of of Sumter Island. I'm oh, asking Julie because he didn't Julie is the Civil fire War. the first shot, but he was the commanding general yes. okay. in charge. I got my Civil War history right. Julie has taught me well. Yes. Yeah, so it's not a surprise to me that somebody with a middle name Beauregard would be push, pushing forward, which is probably unfair because there's probably a lot of people with kind of racist uh, middle names that are yeah. that are actually good people. So. Right. You're right. <laughs> it was just, uh, just a bad draw for that made it was just a bad draw for him <laughs> it, it reminds me though of when people made fun of obama with his middle name oh, so it's yeah. fair to kind of send it back right i guess like now you know what thank you for that you know, shaming i kind of deserve that because like barack hussein obama like you know his middle name was hussein he wasn't a muslim he was born in hawaii not kenya like get over it people i don't have no idea where sessions w- was born like i know he's from the south i know it's alabama but i don't know I, I thought born I, in I, alabama? Was, I want to say it was alabama but i'm not Hundred percent sure on that, and of course, you know, hashtag not Alabama, Alabamians, Alabama, Alabamians, yeah, not Albanians. That would be Alba- that's a whole different <laughs> culture. Although, if you live in Albania, you also have the should have the right for religious freedom. Yes, mm-hmm. but it, actually, if you're a Christian in Albania, because I, I know nothing about Albania. Yeah, I, was, I say I have no, no idea what. I don't what even know. Is that there. still a country? Um, I think so. 
But like maybe if you're a Christian in Albania, maybe you would be suffering from oppression. Because yeah. there are places in the world where if you're a Christian, you truly can be oppressed. And oh, I, yeah. I remember going to church, one of the things that they would always talk about was how, you know, the Christians in China are being oppressed. And I'll be honest, I don't know if they are because I've all of my information came from when I was in the church and I view that all as suspect yeah. <laughs> information. But like sure, like you they and then US churches, you know, want to equate with that. Like, oh, because Christians in China are being persecuted, because Christians in this other country with a Muslim majority or a, a, some other majority are right. persecuting the Christians there, we identify with them, so therefore we are being persecuted. And it's like, that's a stretch. If you're a Christian in the Middle East, yes, you will be oppressed and you actually might be killed. Right. So, mm-hmm. Just like if you're an atheist in the Middle East, because <laughs> we've seen a lot of atheist bloggers get, you know, flogged publicly, killed publicly, beheaded publicly. Yeah, say public beheadings. They, yeah. like, they like to film that. And that, my Christian fundamentalist friends, that is religious oppression. Yes. Being asked to bake a cake for a wedding is not religious oppression. <laughs> Being told that your child will have to go to the bathroom in a public bathroom in a different stall next to the who's transgender, that is not religious oppression. That's called bigotry. Yes, that's called you're living in a pluralistic society with multicultural roots. Like, <laughs> it, it, are we going back to the? Never mind. Are we going back, going back to the fifties now? Maybe uh, the whole segregation thing. Yeah, so. I do think that a lot of this stems from the idea that hey, we're in power, we don't want to be out of power, and we're yeah. scared of what will happen if yes. we are subjugated to what we have been giving everybody else for the last two hundred years. Right. Which is really, although I don't think in you know reading history, I don't think America was as historically religious as it as it is has been since like the nineties. Right. Yeah. It's well. It's yeah. There's just been you got more powerful people, and they have you know they have bigger platforms they can use, and people kind of get suckered into it. Yeah, and we have more people going to church per capita now than we did mm-hmm. when the country was founded. Granted, if I'm wrong, please feel free to let me know on the Facebook page because we are just about out of time. So if you call in now, we won't actually get to your call now. Nope. Uh, <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> Which is, you know, what's fundamental to the conversation. So thank you for tuning in to Atheist Talk. I'm proud to be on the air with Minnesota Atheists, and I hope you've enjoyed the show. This show depends on the generous support of our members, our sponsors, and donors. Please consider supporting the show through the donation link at mnatheist.org. Uh, This has been an Atheist Talk on AM 950 KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota.